Heath Bar patrons, welcome back for another chat on tap here at the Heath Bar. Hope you've been doing all right. I know that a lot of us are at the shelter at home and stuck at home during this quarantine time or whatever word you want to use to describe it uh, for the COVID-19 pandemic that is currently spreading across our nation and across our world. And uh, I hope you're hanging in there. I know I've, I've been stuck at home for two weeks and it's, it's getting a little rough. Uh, you know, first, first few days, it's, it's not bad. It's okay. It feels like a weekend at home. And then uh, as the days progress, all the the cons start to outweigh the, outweigh the pros of, of not getting to go out and not getting to see people. And I'm missing a lot of you. I'm missing seeing your faces. I, I'm a huge fan of interaction and, you know, human uh, camaraderie. And this is, this is starting to get tough, but uh, I'm doing okay. I'm hanging in there as much as I can. Uh, you know, there's, there's worse things that could be happening right now. I know that for sure. So uh, just having to be stuck at home is something I will definitely take. Um, but yeah, I've been working from home. I got my kids at home. We've been doing school from home and that. So it's been, yeah, it's getting in the routine and getting things going. So just like a lot of you I know are stuck at home and wishing you could be out and, and doing things. And a lot of you too have been have been doing online shows, which is fantastic. Uh, it's super cool to see that, you know, even though you take, the, take away the place and the venue, the art still continues because that's what we do as artists and creators. We, we create art, uh, Sometimes whether people want to check it out or not, but that's what we do because it's, it's who we are as people. And for those of you that are enjoying those shows and checking out all those online uh, concerts that people are putting on, remember this, that uh, your, your artists and your local artists and your favorite artists are doing this uh, during this time for all of us to stay entertained and stay, you know, from, stop from going crazy during all of this. And uh, when all this is said and done and passed, go check them out. Go to their shows. Go see them live. Go show your support. Go thank them for uh, for whatever, however long they did, helping you get through this and uh, keeping you entertained and giving you something to do while you're kind of stuck and not getting to do much. I know that it's uh, it's not easy for a lot of people, and uh, especially if you're you know a local artist and your your revenue just got cut, uh, either cut completely or cut immensely. Uh, through, you know, gig cancellations and that, um, you know, having support when this is all back and done uh, will will be will mean the world. So if you have been enjoying those shows, please, when this is all done, go check them out. Go tell them, tell them thanks. Show your support. Uh, and, you know, and with all of that, too, just being stuck inside and and not getting that human interaction. I know I've been kind of kind of craving it. And, you know, I've been doing some things here at the podcast, which make it good, I guess, in a sense, because when you're doing a podcast, you want to be at home because that's where you get all your work done at. Um, doing some things, trying to line up some conversations on some phone interviews for a lot of you so that we can still keep these going. This one I'm actually doing a little bit differently. I moved this show up early uh, because it's a, it's a fun conversation and it reminds me and makes me feel like I'm interacting with people. And I thought it'd be good to have just to have an, uh, an episode early for us all so that we can hopefully get some of that feeling back but this is tyler bills um this is a fun fun conversation tyler's a guy that i've known for quite a while and uh, he came up here from colorado several years back and he's currently the front man and lead singer uh, for judd hoose which is a local band that travels uh, mostly regionally but they do a lot of traveling throughout the united states uh they're you know they do a lot of um, their own stuff and covers and that, but they are a uh, really, really big band in the area here. If you've been to the Lot of American during 
uh, Sturgis Riley, you have definitely seen Judd Hughes play. Uh, and Tyler's been with it for quite a while. And uh, we talk about that story and that uh, through the conversation. Uh, but he's a great musician, phenomenal artist. Uh, the guy can the guy can shred and the guy can sing. And on top of all of that, he's just a fun person to be around. Really nice, really humble. Um, you know, young man. I can say young man because I'm you know over my mid thirties, so I get to I get to use words like that. Uh, but he's a lot of fun, and I'm really glad to get this conversation uh, available for you and have it shared with you so that you can um, you know enjoy this chat. Uh, during this time while you're stuck at home, you know, get to know another one of our local artists and our local um, creators and and performers a little bit better um, while while you're stuck around with with not much else to do. And Tyler's a really fun one to get to know. So so this is going to work out pretty well. Before we jump into that, uh, let me give you uh, just a few few newsworthy things for what's going on here at the Heath Bar. Um, like I said, uh, I'm, I'm working on getting some, some phone interviews lined up for you guys. I'm hoping to get those coming to you soon. Um, just because, uh, you know, I think it's, I think it's worth doing. I think there's people that are worth chatting with and, you know, through all this time, I want to keep those conversations coming for you. Um, however I can, uh, you can always check out, uh, all the previous conversations or the chats on tap, as I like to say at the website theheathbarpodcast.com. I've got all the episodes up there as well as uh, the blog that I have for the podcast and my own personal one. Uh, a lot of the, the deep thought stuff with the whiskey talk chats. Uh, those are all up there as well. Uh, the Heath Library, the Heath Bar Library or the Heath Library Bar. Um, however you want to word it, I guess, is up there. Just, you know, the books I've been reading, the things I've been thinking about and going through, I put those up there. I'm a big fan of, of library bars. I'm a big fan of books. And I think it's really cool when you can, you know, sip something nice and strong and dive into a book for a while, which is happening a lot to me right now. I can't leave the house. And uh, so those are all up there. If you want to see what I've been reading or maybe find some book recommendations, you know, if you see some on there you've been interested in, let me know. I'll let you know what I thought about it and we can talk about it from there. Uh, You can also find uh, where I will be playing and performing uh, that's all obviously on hiatus uh, for the time being, uh, probably for the next several months, but my schedule is up there as well. Uh, you can come say hi when this is all over us and uh, keep things, keep the party going as as they say when we're out in public and, and living again, uh, like normal, like some sense of normalcy. Uh, but that's all up there as well. Um, you can email me if you want to get in touch with me directly, uh, heath at the heathbarpodcast.com. Um, and you can stay in touch with me socially, uh, on Instagram at the underscore Heath dot bar, uh, Twitter at Heath Johnson and Facebook at the Heath bar podcast. I got all that stuff going up on there as like, I always, you know, social media is a bitch, but it's something that we, we all have to do now if you want to get things moving. So you can find me there and see what's going on with, with my life personally, what's going on with me publicly as well. So uh, that's all the stuff I got for you as far as the boring, you know, normal stuff. If you do want to leave a review uh, for the podcast, I do appreciate those. I do check them out and it does uh, help get the word out. You can do that on iTunes or Apple Podcasts or wherever you is you listen to your podcast. Leave a review, uh, share the podcast on your social medias. Uh, that definitely helps as well when people find out about what's going on here and they can check it out. Uh, you know, one to five stars you can leave on those on those reviews sometimes too. Uh, if it's a one star, tell me why, and I'll see how I can work on improving it. Uh, if it's a five star, uh, then 
thanks, but I know that things can always improve. So anyway, uh, moving on. That's on. That's enough for that. Let's get into this conversation because I know a lot of us have been cooped up and uh, talking with people is, is a way to feel not cooped up. And uh, I'm glad to bring this podcast to you. I'm Like I said, I'm dropping it in early than the normal schedule because uh, I enjoyed it and I enjoyed listening back to it and having the conversation uh, with, with Tyler. And yeah, so I know you all are going to enjoy this. Ladies and gentlemen, here at the Heath Bar, give it up for Tyler Bills. Welcome to the Heath Bar, where the conversations are always on tap. Well, cheers, Tyler. Cheers, man. I, I'm, I was like more excited to do this, to hang out with you than to do the <laughs> podcast just because we never get to hang out. See, that's, that's the secret. A lot of people think I started this podcast just so I could, you know, collect stories of people in the Black Hills. It's really an excuse just to get to hang out with people <laughs> because, um, you know, I'm a full-time job, father of three. It, there's not a lot of free time in my life. Find any time. <laughs> yeah, that's great. That's like um, the Sturgis Motorcycle Rally. It, we, we joke about that's like our fun week because there's so many bands in one area. Right. And we it's the one time of the year where we get to see our friends perform and yeah. we get to hang out with them. And because uh, it's the curse of the musician, like That's what it is, we never get to see each other play. No, that was we're always playing every weekend. <laughs> yeah, You're usually playing most weekends, and everyone's like, you you see your friends put up their shows. Hey, I got a gig, so and so. Like, well, I'd love to go, but yeah. I can't because I also have to play. And then when you want to see each other, it's usually it usually never works out. I don't know. I think the only times I've ever really gotten to see and hang out with, um some other musicians and that are when I like need to go borrow like a mic or a cord or something yeah. from them and like, Hey, can I borrow this? Cause mine broke. Or something. That's so sad. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, but Hey, that's awesome. man. Would you trade it though? You wouldn't trade it. I mean, Oh, definitely not. Yeah. You've been playing quite a while. Yes. Yeah. I think, uh, long time you've, you were one of the first names I heard of. Um, I can't try to remember when I first heard of your name. Uh, God, it was a while ago. I mean, I've been playing up here for about a decade. Okay. And so, so I guess let's, you, you didn't start playing up here, right? No. Yeah. Okay. Um, so from the, from the beginning, yeah. I guess, uh, started a family band when I was 16. Okay. My dad, my mom and dad bought my brother and I a guitar and a bass and we started playing, uh, practicing and, um, I mean, my family's very musical. We, we, we wouldn't sing since I was, you know, born. And, mm-hmm. um, my mom, I have two younger brothers and a younger sister. And, uh, we would like, it was like the Von Trapp family. And my, my mom would like line us up next to the piano and we would just like do Disney songs and, oh, and you know, uh, <laughs> We'd, my my parents would have friends over and it would be like, all right, let's, let's sing for them. And, um, it, it was fun. I'm glad we did it. Um, uh-huh. as experience. And, um, I, maybe that was the start of me liking to perform in front of people. Okay. Um, but then, uh, in, uh, so fast forward, we started the family band. Um, 
going to going to high school and uh it's a weird new time in life and uh we start gigging like on the weekends and uh i had never been in a bar before and it was like a, a culture shock um uh and it was just so so weird and um <laughs> i remember my brother he was younger you know he's a little over a year younger than me and he was like eyes wide open like oh my gosh you're 16 yeah and he our, was younger our, than you our dad was our drummer uh, okay okay and he was our manager mm-hmm. and booked booked us booked shows for us and uh he bought a small pa and uh over the next like 10 years we would be touring all over the Denver metro area. You're kidding. Yeah. And well, it, it we went through some different band members. The story goes is we got too good for my dad. And so we kicked him out. Oh no. And we found another drummer. <laughs> what but, does a conversation like that look like? <laughs> I mean, it, it's hard to be marketable when you have like an older person like back behind you. I mean, we were just wanted to play music with with our friends. I get it. People I get our it. own age. But the, the photo shoots get a little weird. It when, was weird. There, there's one actually right up the top left, right up there. That's, oh, okay. That's uh, my brother and, and my dad and I. The one on the top right is my dad's band in college. Oh, dude. Their outfits are fantastic. Yeah. It, that just inspires <laughs> me. To, it's just so great. Yeah. Uh, when I lived in Omaha, there was a band called the Vernaculars. And they had an older guy playing drums for like a long time and it was it was weird dude so i totally get it i mean he was phenomenal don't get me wrong yeah you know the image and you go to a show and like wait what's going on and he was like substantially older by at least 40 years than the rest of the band members yeah especially when we look so young like and then it was different but um so he gets kicked out but he's managing and booking us and just doing an amazing job. I didn't realize how much work it is yeah. until we didn't have them anymore. <laughs> or, hey, wait a or, second. <laughs> um, it's, it's a lot of work to book shows. Yeah. And um, so we started getting out of Colorado and in, in this last lineup of and the band was called Joe for nothing. Okay. And it was, the idea was that we were a bunch of average Joes playing for nothing. That's great. And so we started playing out of state and, um, my dad really wanted us to play in Sturgis. He was like, Sturgis is such a cool party. I don't think he'd ever been, but he'd heard of it and he'd ridden motorcycles his whole life. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was like, we have to, we have to go up there. And so we finally got a gig in Keystone at the Red Garter Saloon a week before rally. And that's like the party week there because everyone's coming through on their way to Sturgis. And so they do all their stuff. And it was like so much fun. It was like our first experience being on the road. How old Away from home, uh, 18. 18. Yeah. Okay. And they... They did this thing called the frozen t-shirt contest. They, they don't do that anymore. Like there's no thing like this anymore. <laughs> like the Me Too movement, you know. I mean, like, it, it depends uh, on where you go, man. For, but I, oh, for sure. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. Keystone, South Dakota. Right. Frozen t-shirt contest. And it's how fast can you get the t-shirt on? And they were so mean. They like, they, they rolled them up and got them wet and put them in the freezer. So you have to like- Like these, shove them in a Pringles can and they're just girls hiding. are like yeah. trying to unthaw the- Yeah. And, uh, but that was, that was an experience. We were like, this is like 
it wasn't Sturgis, but it was the event or whatever it's called. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, and uh, I, we kept going and, and we started running in, we started playing venues that this management company called Home Slice um, man, put bands in mm-hmm. and we started getting their attention. And uh, finally, um, Home Slice reached out to us and was like, hey, we really like what you're doing. Um, would you guys like to meet up? You know, and so we had a meeting with the president and vice president of the company in downtown Denver. They came down to meet us and it was like, it felt like we were getting a record deal. I mean, we were, sure. we were so excited and, and um, um, not to say that it, it wasn't like that, but it was, uh, it wasn't a record deal. It was a management company. Well, it's a clear step opportunity from what you had been doing. Absolutely, absolutely. And when you've been doing something that long, no matter what it is, whether it's music or, you know, career wise or anything like that, like when you see the step coming your way, you know, it's a step up. Absolutely. And of course you're excited. Oh man. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like this is, I don't know. When we think about when you first start. You know, playing in those bars, you know, and you you get you and your brother are like, whoa, what's going on? And yeah. then this happens. I mean, yeah, man, that's yeah. that's cool. It was it was really a neat opportunity, and it was how I got to meet everyone up here in South Dakota. Yeah, um, or the Midwest, and it was so funny because um, Shane Funk is my drummer in my band Judd Hoos. He's also the vice president of Home Slice. Is he the vice president? Well, uh, he's up there. He's up okay. there. I don't know if that's he his official all the time title. Every now and then when oh. he's like, hey, can you come play at something that open for something? And I never knew what his exact role was. I always thought he was just your drummer, but he's, he's a drummer, he's, but there's more to it than that. He, okay. He was saying that um, this year he, he books bands for Home Slice. And so this okay. year he's booking like over 300 shows. Wow. It's insane. Like working with almost 15, 16 bands. And uh, I like, man, it's hard enough booking yourself. Can you imagine like booking for all these other bands? Like, and um, then also playing in one of those bands too. Like, dude, he's he's such a stand up person. Like he would, he would do anything for anybody. Yeah. It's so cool. Um, And so, but my dad was calling Shane for almost three years. So before we ever went to Sturgis, Uh he's calling Shane like, every month trying to get a hold of him because my dad's like, I want to play at the Loud American Roadhouse. And one of the summers we came up to Keystone, we got to come to Sturgis and um, walk the main street and see it for the first time. And just like um, soak it in the motorcycle rally. This is what it is. Yeah. Yeah. There's nothing like the first time. No, no, there is not. (laughs) Well, many things. (laughs) When you finish, I'll tell you my first Uh, uh, Sturgis story. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) It's the trip. Awesome. Uh, So, uh, and I remember walking into loud and it was like elbow to elbow. And, um, I was like, man, I want to play. And it was during the day. It was like noon. And I was like, man, this would be really cool to play. Um, and, uh, so finally Shane gets back to my dad and we get a date at the Loud American. And I think our first show, we were opening up for this band called Zwarte and it was their reunion show. Zwarte. Yeah. Like this eighties, like, like oh, cool. uh, regional touring rock band. Already a fan. And it was, <laughs> it was really cool. And it's all, it's so crazy how all, all the things, um, intertwine, but the, the singer, the drummer for Zwarte was, was the lead singer of Judd Hoos. Okay. And so it's just crazy how that all worked out too. Yeah. Um, and, uh, so,
so we kept playing in Joe for nothing in the Midwest and we were represented by home slice. And, um, it was, uh, that was like our big step, um, into the Midwest. And we got a van, my brother bought a, a 13 passenger van and a trailer Jeez. and we had all of our own production. And so we were going like to Nebraska and we were going to Lincoln yeah. and, um, North Platte and Kearney and, uh, it, it, it was awesome. That's um, cool, man. <laughs> yeah. But I want to hear, before I get too far, I want to hear your Sturgis story. <laughs> okay. So, uh, it must've been, let's see, what year would this have been? I moved up here in 2008. It had to have been two, th- probably 2009 or 10. If I can, if I run that, run that time frame, And, uh, it, yeah, it would have had to have been before the 70th anniversary because, uh, it wasn't a big one. And some buddies of mine that had been up here and they'd gone there like, Hey, you got, you got to go. I was like, I don't, I really wasn't in that thing. I, at the time I was like, it just kind of gotten out of being a preacher, you know? So the idea of Sturgis and the whole thing that it was, was just like not on my radar, you know, ah, I just, I'll just hunker down for a week and disappear from it. But for sure. they talked me into it. And uh, so we go and we went to uh, full throttle, and then we went across the street. There was this one bar that was, I forget the name of it. I don't even know if it's, the building is still there, but I think it's changed names. Uh, Glencoe? Yep. No, not, wait, no. Glencoe I've been to uh, a few times. I okay. really like Glencoe. They do, they do some good shows okay, there. Okay, yeah. Then, um, this was a weird one. Like it, it, it was like its first year being there. So it was, everyone was really excited to go to it. And it was basically like a giant gymnasium with, uh, you know, dancers and bands and, you know, meet and greets and just bikes everywhere, you know, and it's Sturgis, you know? Oh my gosh. But we go in and in the corner is a Playboy model doing signature, uh, autographing pictures. She's fully clothed, you know, but she's just, you meet a Playboy model, wow, you know? And my okay. buddy, Eric, at the time, <laughs> he goes, oh, we gotta, we gotta get in line, you know? Oh. He's all excited. <laughs> so we get in line and I don't know how this happened exactly, but he made some kind of joke that made, she said something about, oh, cause he's really short. That's how it was. He's really short. She goes, well, you're not, you're not that, you're not that big. He goes, well, you're looking at the wrong thing or something <laughs> like that. Super joke. So she grabs his junk and she goes, oh. Yeah, okay. And then oh signs the poster for him and sends him and he I'm I still have the photo, I think, of him getting his junk grabbed by a Playboy <laughs> model. And I went, Okay, Sturgis is is kind of fun. You know, wow. it's kinda of weird. Yeah. Um and yeah, and I've been a few times after that. I th- I don't think I've been to like actual Sturgis City. In a few years, most of the time when I book gigs, it's at a campground or in Deadwood or something. Like during like rally. During yeah. rally year and everything. Yeah, but uh yeah. Um, Sturgis is, it's a tough city to drive through even during that week. It is, man. it is. Um, little, little did I know that the Sturgis will be the place that I play at the most. Yeah. Um, like, yeah, we do, uh, almost 10 nights, uh, the last four or five years yeah. that I've been in Judd Hoos, we've done 10 nights and we usually get one night off, but, um, um, yeah, it's brutal. Well, and the few years after that, so that was my first year, but it was about, had it been five or six years after that. Um, I remember seeing you 
Fut- you it was you guys, um, uh, Chancey Williams, and then um, oh, there's that band from Minnesota. I always forget their name. Dirty Word. Dirty Word. <laughs> yes, and you you guys kind of just rotated through, right? Yeah. Just, and everyone starts one night, ends one night, and you kind of just go That's through right. that. Yeah. And so uh, back in I don't know if you'd call it my heyday or whatever you'd call it, but that was. That was the place to go. You'd go to you'd go to the Loud American and you'd hear you three bands just rock it all damn day, day and night long. Yeah, man. <laughs> man. Oh. Well, and and I I started um, running the open mic open jam. Uh, so it's been uh, four years now. Wow. And uh, I started doing that with my brother, and um, we it, we built it up, um, and. Uh, it's had its ups and downs. I mean, summertime's obviously better. Um, they start doing the music on um, downtown on Wednesday nights. Yeah, on that p- big pavilion stage. Yeah, yeah. Kind of like their version of summer nights. Sure. Um, and the band will go down and hang out at the loud after, and we have the jam on Wednesday nights, so it's perfect. So oh, we get like some new people to come in, and sometimes you know one of the musicians from that band wants to jam with some other people, yeah, and, and yeah. that's what it's all about. But and it's hard to get people to Sturgis uh, yeah. when it's not rally. Yep. And um, that's something that you always have to try to be creative with. And I mean, oh, before you're doing it now, like it's got to be have some type of some level of success. Otherwise it wouldn't still be going. True. You know? True. Some, I mean, uh, a couple of weeks ago, you know, all the tables there for dinner were there for a couple bands that were going to get up that night. And mm-hmm. so it, it, it does, um, it's still doing what it's supposed to. And, yeah. and sometimes like I've got to meet some crazy awesome musicians just coming through, um, uh, from all over. It's, it's really cool. Like, uh, an opportunity to just to meet other people. Like you said, we don't get to meet a lot of musicians because yeah. of what we do. So, um, that that's, it's, it's really fun, um, to get to do that. Do you think the venue has a lot to do with that? With just the the name, the Loud American. I mean, it's it's a pretty yeah. big venue name. So Absolutely. You're driving through, and you're like, "Hey, we we should stop there and check it out." And oh, look at that! There's a there's an open mic going on or something like that. It's, it's a cool big stage. Yeah. It's not like a um, not downplaying like like a coffee shop open mic, but it, it is in a different setting where like if you want to come try out one of your new songs and have it feel like a show. Yeah. Like yeah. it's a great, it's a great atmosphere like to come do that. At, well, um, and you guys do full, you can do full band open mics. Yeah. Like I've seen that when you guys do it live every now and then on Facebook, yeah. there's drummer, there's bass, like it's a full band thing. Going yeah, that's on, right. That's which right. Which is really good. That's, that's, you can't say that about every open mic, not even close. You that's know? true. That's true. I mean, unless you have a really good house band that can just follow along with whatever the person's doing. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. That's neat. That's, that's fun. neat, man. Yeah, Sturgis is another monster. It's, it it's is another weird. monster. But you said so that's where you play at most now. Well, because of the open mic. Okay. And and because of rally. Yeah. Just just if I was if there was a bar out there that or venue that I've played at the most, it'd, it'd probably be the okay. Latin American. Okay. Um so how I've got to that point was or how Joe for Nothing ended in into Judd Hoos was yeah. uh I had a, uh, we had a couple band members. Uh, it was Devin, my brother, my brother and I, and then um, these two guys, Ben and Joe, killer musicians from the Marine Corps band. Wow. Um, they were playing with us for almost four years. Okay. And 
we we had so much fun. We recorded um, a couple singles with them, and uh, it just wasn't wasn't going the way we wanted it to. Everyone had different visions of where we wanted to go to with the band, and um, and that happens. It, yeah. it's it's hard to find a group of dudes to to play together, let alone practice time. But then to all keep the same vision and where it oh. should go, it's not easy. Yeah, it's not yeah. easy. Um, and so. Uh, then I got a call, um, around this same time that we were going through this and, and Devin and I were kind of wondering what we were going to do with the band. And I got a call from Mr. Andy Young and he was like, Hey, who's the guitar player in Judd Hoos. Yeah. And he, he calls me and he's like, Hey man, um, we're losing our other guitar player. And, um, I just, we were thinking of like somebody like you who can sing and play guitar. And I was like, okay. He's like, do you know anybody? And I was like, uh, <laughs> I don't. And by the end of the phone call, he's like, really, we want to know if you want to be like, in the band. And so I was like, okay, that, wow, that's cool. And and I had heard of Judd Houston. We, we'd been playing um, shows with them and I'd seen them play. And it was like, everywhere they go, they have a huge crowd. It was like, oh, I want that. Like, right, that's so right. cool. And um, it's like the kid in middle school is talking to the girl. Like, I just, I'm looking for someone like you. <laughs> Yeah, like all, like, like awkward. Like, yeah, like take the hints. Like I want you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He should have wrote me a note and said check yes or no. Check yes or no. <laughs> that would have been great. I um, hope you would have framed it if you would have. Oh, been beat absolutely. up in this room right now. Hang absolutely. On a <laughs> um, so we, uh, I got that call, and but I was like, my big thing with that was, I've been playing music with my brother for my whole life, mm -hmm. and I was like, I, I. I, at this point in my life, I don't want to leave him. We want to do something together. Sure, sure. And so they were like, it was, it's either me and him or nothing. Oh, you gave him an ultimatum. I gave him an ultimatum. Mm. So they were like, let me talk to the guys. So That's a confident, so confident person it, right there. Well, thank you. I mean, <laughs> I was just like, this This, this is what means the most to me right now. And yeah. so I, I wanted to fight for it. And um they they talked it over and I remember that night I had dreams about playing in Judd Hoos mm -hmm. and I was like, you know, it was it was what I wanted to do. I wanted to play in front of a bunch of people and and that was like my opportunity. And mm -hmm. so I saw that and I was like, all right. And so they gave me a call back and they were like, we want the Bills Bros. And so that was how Ooh. that was how it happened. And, it, and it you was, breathed a sigh of relief, like, oh thank God. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> it, it, yeah, and I remember writing and I didn't. I don't have a check yes or no note, but I do have a pros and cons of oh, okay. staying with Joe for nothing or joining Judd Hoos. Okay, and I I'll keep that forever because it it, it helped me make the decision. Obviously, sure. um, and uh, it was cool. We got on the conference call with the guys, and at this point, um, Bob Zwart was still the lead singer of the band, and mm -hmm. so we decided that we were going to split the songs, and I would sing some lead, and he would sing some lead, and honestly the first few years of the band being in Judd Hoos was the most fun for me because I got to be just a guitar player, uh, oh, um, cool. which, which I wasn't used to because in, in Joe for nothing, I was the lead guy. And, um, 
I sound like an asshole now because I'm like, oh, I hate being the front man. But I, it was, I've always just wanted to sit back and just play guitar. I yeah. love playing guitar and, you know, curse these vocals, you know, I, that I can kind of sing. And so everyone wants me to sing. But um, so that was really fun. I got to do that and and to sit back and, and Bob would sing some and then I would, I would sing too. And um, Devin became like this, utility guys, the star, uh, just like, like so valuable. I mean, yeah. he, and he could play anything like keys, trombone, mandolin. That's what I was going to say. Like, it I was think incredible. Every, everything that guy picks up, yeah. he can play, man. Like, but, he just knows how to play. Like, oh, this is how this works. But what happened <laughs> was that, you know, he is a bass player. Like that is his forte. Okay. Like, okay. and that's what he started on. Uh -huh. And he loved, and he's became like a great guitar player and, and he, he can like sight read anything on the piano, Jeez. but he was, he's a bass player. And so he, he wasn't playing bass and we already have a, a an amazing bass player, Mr. Chris Hornick. And so Devin finally decided about two years ago that, you know, he was going to leave the band. And that was like super hard for me because we had been together and for so long. And, and at this, and about four years ago, uh, we started, you know, we were in Judd Hoos, but we wanted to do something together where he was playing bass. So mm -hmm. we started the, the Bills Bros or as it's now called the Tyler Bills Trio. Mm -hmm. And it's just a, this side project where, we get to play music again and sure. we get to play music that we wrote like 10 years ago, maybe more. Uh, uh, and um, so that's a great outlet for that. Um, yeah. And we've, we've had some shows recently. Like we did the Custer beacon. Mm -hmm. um, that place is, is really cool. This is really cool. Oh I have yet gosh. to get down there, man. I they, can't wait. We keep texting each other on Facebook and I feel horrible because we'll text each other. We'll try to get something lined up and, and then I, mean, I need, I need to like either, drop some stuff for my schedule or what because yeah. I get too busy you know they they want to do a songwriters showcase and round down there and I think what I need to do is just find someone with the time to help orchestrate that for the songwriters group because yeah. I'm I'm spent man you're really <laughs> you're really good at that I am good at it but like the templates <laughs> there I mean thank you I'm just yeah, really good no, at it you no, know no. I just like <laughs> brush that off and keep going but, but like the templates already there it's just a matter of finding someone who's maybe closer who's willing to you know take it, that thing on it but, is a drive I mean um yeah. we decided to to drive home that night and I remember like we went the, the fastest way like from spearfish to there is to go through rapid yeah yeah and so we we get to rapid and it's like oh my god i still have to go to spearfish <laughs> man. Got 40 miles oh, to go jeez <laughs> yeah um, yeah but uh yeah so that's the so it's the tyler builds trio that's the that's the side project that's the side project and, and um you and devin still get to play together yeah yeah and was it was it like a was there a period there where you guys didn't then when he left judd who's um, where it was like, was it awkward or did it, it, it was, it was just different. Yeah. Um, I, I caught myself like looking back on stage for him. Oh yeah. Like at parts of the show where like I knew he was going to sing with me or something. And that was, that was the biggest change for me is like, he, he helped me vocally a lot. Mm -hmm. Um, cause, cause when Bob left, then I took over singing everything mm -hmm. and, and we started giving Devin some songs to, to help me out. So I wasn't singing for three hours yeah. or three and a half hours. And, um, and so then he left and I was like dying. 
like playing these songs. And it's weird. I mean, your voice is like any other muscle. It's like you work it out and and you take good care of it. Mm-hmm. it it'll work harder for you. And mm-hmm. so I was I was under like some conditioning where I had to get used to singing more than usual. And um, at this point, um, I'm doing pretty good. We've we've we're luckily in the last couple years um we're doing more like um opening spots for national acts and doing more like showcase shows where we aren't doing like the the typical like three hour bar shows the full bar gig show yeah and that's really nice we'll do like a 90 or a, a we'll even do like 120 minute set which is a marathon but yeah it, you, when you see the light at the end of the tunnel and, and we do like, like I'll, you know, a drum solo or, or a, a guitar solo and, and where like we can walk off stage for a second and. Yeah. It, you've got a whole performance a put together so you can take some breaks in between there. And that's right. Yeah, but absolutely. Yeah. I, that, that stuff's scary. That's my worst nightmare is not being able to sing. Really? Yeah. Like, like going like, to hit a note and just can't hit it or well, like, yeah. I mean like, um, those there's I've horror stories like, um, like getting like, a uh, uh, polyps or, or like, oh, uh, yeah. uh, vocal nodes, mm-hmm. um, and where you have to have the only thing that you can do with that is have surgery. Um, uh, for example, like the guy for fits in the tantrums, he, uh, had some vocal problems and he couldn't, talk for six months he couldn't sing for a year oh my gosh and he he, he was he tells a story of like having a whiteboard for six months like oh, having to that communicate hell, like that man. like oh my gosh and um but no. the, a lot of like um singers that i really like like uh john mayer and uh keith urban um they've all had you know vocal surgery yeah. and they came back from it but i'm just like Oh, I'd be I'd be out of a job for a little while. Or, yeah, I mean, when you're like, at that oh. at their level, it's 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 a little bit easier to weather something like that. That's you right. Know? Like, yeah. <laughs> it's like, ooh, you can be John Mayer and not make anything new for a couple years, and you're gonna be fine. Yeah, you <laughs> can play guitar with Grateful Dead. Yeah, and you'll you're just be all gonna right. shred a little bit in the background, and you, you don't you have to have sing. Issue. Yeah. Um, I Gordy Pratt is a guy from around here that plays a lot of music and he just uh, finished tonsil cancer. Oh my gosh. Um, He just had surgery for it and he's going through chemo with it and that, but he's been playing for 30 something years, man. He's been a good morning in America and all that stuff. That is cool. I'm hoping like when it's all said and done, like he retains it, you know, and, and gets his, yeah, at least keeps, it keeps his voice. I'm sure there's going to be changes. Yeah. I mean, uh, John Prine went through that, Mm -hmm. you know, and his voice on the other end, Sounds great, but it's not early John Prine, you know. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 I. So that that is scary, but yeah. um, you you're just, you're young still, so we just you, you know, know you take care of yourself. Um. Yeah. I, I mean, thank you. I, I I'm getting older. Uh, <laughs> so you, you, have, older, you have to uh, take better care of yourself as yeah. you get older, for sure. These days, I feel like we're aging more rapidly than normal, but that's just the world we live in. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Can't can't keep up with it. <laughs> um, I had a friend in college that um, he was in a, a rock band, and there was a lot of screaming involved in that. And he would go on stage with a giant, like gallon jug of grape juice, and he swore that like he would just chug grape juice, and that would help like coat his throat and keep it well. And that, and and like I thought about it, and I was like, does that? Does that actually work? Like, are there are there tricks like that? Like, my buddy, uh, um, so Guth Miller, yeah. he, he does uh, Soko, 
Southern okay. Comfort. So he'll, he'll take a yeah, few shots I've of that, that and coach it a bit. Yeah. Um, but I was talking with Chris Katie about that. And I was like, do you think it's just because like, like would wine do it? Like, is it the grapes that coach your throat? He's like, no, there's still alcohol in it. You dipshit. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh yeah, that's right. Like anything alcoholic is going to dehydrate. It doesn't and, you know. help. But <laughs> at the same time, I mean, I don't know. Uh, science will, will rule and tell us that it's not, but I, yeah. I, I like having like a drink before the show just to loosen up. Um, it's probably that it's probably just the, like it, like, yeah, it loosens you up a bit. It's the, uh, you know, liquid courage type thing that yeah. gets you feeling confident and bold. And definitely, definitely. You, you know, it's probably got to be what most of it is. But hey, whatever works, man. Right, right, right. <laughs> um, yeah. So so the Judd Hoos thing happened, what was that, you say four years ago? Five. Five years ago. Almost okay. six. My goodness, man. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, okay. So that, and Devin and I moved up from Parker, Colorado to be in the band, mm -hmm. we lived in a hotel room at the Sturgis Super 8 for a month and a half. <laughs> no kidding. Yes. Um, what hotel num room number? Oh my gosh. Because people are going to ask that in uh, years from now when they write your guys' story. I still have the room key. Oh, okay. Yeah, I go. kept the room key. I don't yeah. know if I remember the number, but yeah, I kept that room key because <laughs> that was our home. I mean, yeah. we're, we made like food in the microwave, like spaghetti in the oh, microwave God. and just weird. But um <laughs> It was, it was fun. And, and that was kind of the start of, um, Devin and I's like new, um, we were always been brothers. We always been bandmates, but mm -hmm. we were like, f like becoming better friends at that point. We were, cause we, we both had our own things, mm -hmm. um, going on. And, and so that was like, we really had to bond because all we had was each other. Yeah. And, yeah. um, and, uh, so we were rehearsing in like a shed behind the loud American in Judd Hoos and they, we were learning their entire song list and they were learning like some of our songs that, that we wanted to do with them. And, uh, we were doing photo shoots and we were getting ready to like release like this new announcement that we were going to be in the band. Mm -hmm. And, um, it was super exciting. And, and like seeing this whole new world of like having this management company work for you and, and, um, having all these resources at your disposal yeah, was like yeah. incredible. Um, and I remember the first Judd Who show, we were, um, my brother and I had gotten done, it was in Sioux Falls and we got done and uh, it was kind of rough, but we, we did it, we did okay. <laughs> we powered through. Yeah, and we started tearing down our stuff and uh, the rest of the band like came and got us and was like, what are you guys doing? And we were like, oh well, we're we're tearing down, and and oh, it was is a one of the crew guys, and he comes uh -huh. up to me, he's like, what what are you doing? I'm like, well, we're, we're tearing down, we do this all the time. He's like, no, like like go have a drink, like this was your first show, like we we got this, and <laughs> it was just like so weird, like that you we had people that like Judd who's hires people, yeah, to. Do that away stuff for you. Yeah, I was wow, like, I was man. like so used to it. I mean, um, <laughs> it's gotta I, make you feel a little bit like full. Oh. Full disclaimer: <laughs> we don't have a crew anymore. Okay, okay, <laughs> we, okay. we do put our own subs <laughs> in the trailer. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, we have a sound guy and a light guy, mm -hmm. um, but we're just trying to to make money. It's yeah. a huge overhead, and yeah, um, absolutely. In the summertime, um, for our 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 summer dates, we do. Um, have a, like a, a guy who can drum tech and, a um, uh, we bring a couple more hands on the road okay, to, okay. to help, especially like setting up in like hundred degree weather and, and yeah, um, 
well, then you, you, then like sometimes it rains and you have to tarp everything and there's just a whole lot more yeah. work than the bar season. Well, in summer, you guys are, are you busier in the summertime? Absolutely. Would you say? Like you guys definitely kick off, what is it, but May, April, and then it yeah. kind of goes through, I'm guessing October. I don't know. It, it, uh, man. So, yeah. Uh, and the big money dates. Uh, sometimes we're doing three to four shows a week. Um, oh. This last year, um, we did 111 shows. When we we traveled over 34,000 miles. What the heck? Yeah. Oh my god, <laughs> man! Just yeah. all in this, in like the Midwest region, or yeah, you- uh, ten states. Ten states. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Wow. So crazy. And then we started this year off by playing in Anaheim, California. No kidding. Yeah. So um, there's this thing called Nam. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Duh. Huge music I saw convention. You, you go down there most every year, right? I, this was my third year. Okay. Okay. Yeah, for, um, I get to go um, with Teton Guitars. Yeah. Um, I wanted to talk to you about that. All right. But finish your story. Um, so, so we went down there and uh, our bass player, Chris, entered us um, at, the, at the end of last summer to play at Nam. Okay. And... Uh, thousands of bands enter obviously i mean oh, it's a yeah. huge opportunity the mecca and man we i couldn't believe it we got they got back to us and we're like hey we'll give you the spot on the main stage you're the last band on the last day shut up i was like oh my god so so like every band before you was like just the the opening band for Te- you. Technically. I mean, you could look at we, it that way. <laughs> we, I mean, it was, we were proud to say we were headlining that day. I yeah. Mean, but, um, the whole week, man, it you was a headliner for the whole week. Yeah. It wasn't, I mean, it's all, it was the same the story. Stage. Tower of power, um, played the night before us, wow. like just some big names. And it was just, it was such a cool opportunity because I was already going out for Teton and um, the trio, Tyler Bill's trio, um, had a showcase show with them. Mm-hmm. And then Judd Hoos got to go. So I had the best of both worlds. I had all my homies oh, geez, all together man. and um, in Anaheim, which was surreal. It, yeah. And not being in the Midwest in January was awesome. Oh, God. Like God. we went to the beach and. Uh, so it was it was a really cool experience to to go down there. We, my brother and uh, our drummer and sound guy Mike Grosick, uh, we drove. So we went nine hours to Salt Lake, stayed with my parents, and then nine hours down to Anaheim mm-hmm. and back. Jeez, um, but yeah, super fun. That was a great way to start the year. Uh, yeah, no kidding, man. In Anaheim, Anaheim. Um, I was in Taiwan when that was going on. So, oh. but not near as cool as Anaheim. Taiwan's nothing but factories and building and stuff, but that yeah, yeah, hmm. that is cool. I want it was cool there. though, but um, yeah. So, so Nam, I I first found out about like the Nam event. It's an event for sure. Like, they don't call um, it a show. Do they call it a yeah, show? Yeah, it, it's a it's a trade show. Okay, yeah. so trade show. Yeah, yeah. okay. So, but uh, uh, must have been. Gosh, five or six years ago now, I first heard about it. I'm like, what? Because I saw a bunch of people that I follow. And, you know, when I started playing music, I started hunting down like a lot of indie songwriters and artists and, you know, some of the some of the lower level people that um, write either write the songs that people cut and record on the radio or um, just haven't 
they're doing a whole different thing, you know? Yeah. And they all started talking about this NAM show. And I'm like, what is this? And, I'm like, mm. and the more I find them, I'm like, this is freaking cool, man. Mm. But yeah. getting to go, I imagine, has got to be, aside from being out of South Dakota in the middle of winter, uh, just a surreal event of seeing an insane amount of artists with that caliber of quality yeah. all in one place. Yeah, and gear. Oh, so, so you're yeah. seeing... You're seeing all of the best musicians in the country and all of the best gear in the country that they're coming out with for the next year. And uh, so my experience in a nutshell, my first year, totally overwhelmed. I mean, there's there's at least like four or five different ballrooms and they dedicate these ballrooms to just guitar, just bass, oh just drums, just sound and lights. And, it's, and they spread it out over this huge convention cent- center in right across from Disney World, Disneyland. <laughs> so it's wild. And uh, the second year, I was like, all right, I'm ready for this. And I, they also have classes. So, so you can go and take like a um, how to successfully use Instagram to market your music. What the heck? Yeah, like awesome stuff like that. Like social media stuff, um, like uh, live production, um, just... Uh, logic and, and recording software yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, tutorials. And so I was like, I'm going to all these classes and I'm going to go uh, see this booth <laughs> and this booth and this booth. And that was just like super stressful. Like right, there's right. no way you can make it. It's like going to college and having to like walk across the biggest campus ever with <laughs> the m- most students, like, you know, trying to get to a class to here and you have five minutes to go. And it's like, no. With a thousand distractions just pulling your eyesight. Oh, what yeah. is that? What is that? What is that? Yes, exactly. <laughs> like, and so with that said, this year I was like, I'm going with the flow, man. I'm just going to be there yeah. and and just see what happens. And it, it was the most enjoyable. I think that's the way you have to do it. Yeah. I mean, it, be prepared. And if there's something that you want to see, make sure you write it down and go see it. They have a, they, they make an app and you can make your whole sure. agenda on there and stuff. Sure. Um, but just yeah, going with the flow is is was so much more enjoyable, especially having my brother and all my bandmates there. It, I, like, I had so many people to ha- go hang out with. Yeah. Everyone wants to go do their own things, yeah. and then um, so it, it's an amazing experience. That's cool. If if I can ever help you get to Nam, I I will we, do it. We because might have to I, figure that out. I would that'd be love so great, for you man. To go, yes. My birthday is in January. Maybe I'll just talk to a few of my friends and family members, my wife, and say, yeah, "Hey, let's yeah, take, make it take a birthday the kids, gift this year." <laughs> Disneyland, man, like <laughs> you make it. it work. Y'all go here. I'll be here. I'll see you on Saturday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can balance it out. (laughs) That'd be cool, man. There's a few uh, few artists that I follow online. Um, I I was pronounce her last name wrong, but I think her name's Angela Petrelli. She's a guitarist out in California. Phenomenal guitarist. Right on. And she's always posting a bunch of name stuff when Mm -hmm. she when she goes that show. And I think she's one of the I forget what guitar brand, but she um one of their uh, artists that week where she like goes and plays it and stuff, which I'm guessing is what Teton sends you down there for. That's right. Is there a booth you go to? Yes. Okay. So let's first talk about, uh, first off, uh, aside from getting like, it's not, is it, it's not marketing sponsorship with Home Slice. What would you call what they do for you? Uh, A a management company. Okay. So management company with Home Slice, which 
uh, a lot of like local artists, I'm sure, are just curious what that's all like. But aside from that, then there's this uh, guitarist where you're uh, you're sponsored by them, right? Right. Yeah. Um. So, uh, real quick, I'll just touch on the home slice thing. Oh, okay. Just, yeah. Just first. Yeah. Um. Uh, they are incredible. Uh, they what a management company does is like a lot of social media help. Um, like with sponsored posts and and digital marketing, like the the day and age we live in now, you yeah. can you can get so specific on your target audience. It's scary. Like it's a little weird, like, man. It is, but I don't have the time to do it all. But like I've looked and it's like, whoa. Uh, our bass player Chris is a wizard with it. Like he, I want to hit everyone on this block. It's insane. Know? Well, <laughs> like like if we if we're like we're going to some college town, we can we have the capability of like targeting just college kids who just go out on the weekends. Like it's, it's crazy. What the yeah, heck? It's wild. Or like who are into this kind of music and this kind of music or like are into craft beer or like you can get so crazy. Oh specific. My gosh. So, so that's, that's a great tool to use I need to with my the game. management company. Yeah. Um, posters. Uh, that's a huge thing. Like, yeah. like that, that I don't, um, I don't take it for granted. Like, Posters are always sent. They're always printed and sent, you know, to your venue. And that's Mm. really like, that's a big, big deal. Like if you had to do that all yourself, like, oh my God. I do that all myself. Well, yeah, it, is not, it is not fun. Uh, I mean, not. cause you sit there and you spend three hours designing a poster and then I print like 20 of them and like I, I'll send a few to the shows and I'll bring some thinking, Hey, maybe someone will buy a poster at a show, you know, cause some yeah. people do that, you know, yeah. then I come home with. 18 posters, you know what I mean? Like, well, okay, but my wall looks awesome. I'm just going to Yeah, totally. There. Well, that's why like if, if I ever um, have to make my own again, like for trio stuff coming up or something, mm-hmm. I, uh, we just want to do like a general one. I've seen bands do it and they have like the space on the bottom yep. just to write. Yep. Dan yeah, McGinnis does that. A few other people custom. I know do that. It's simple and you can print out a bunch of them. Yeah. And you're, you're not good. just for one gig. It's definitely a money saver, man. Yeah. yeah <laughs> I, 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 I'm nostalgic. I like making cool stuff for like specific posters and that. Oh yeah. yeah. Just cause it's fun. I oh don't yeah. Know. I, yeah. I love like, I, I save yeah, all the I'm gig looking posters. At all these ones that, you know, <laughs> I save around it. your house. And that, that basement show one's one yeah. of my favorites. I, I have to have that up. That's but. a fun one. That was, that's a, we'll talk about that before we're done. Cool. But yeah. That was a nice. Um, so yeah, uh, the management company, it, it's, it's really worth looking into just because they can help you and you can, you can focus on being creative or being the entertainer, yeah. doing your job as an artist where um, that other stuff can really like, bring you down or sometimes you, you maybe you don't have money to get posters and you're like oh why do i even do the show you know it's like don't let that stuff get you down but. so the steps to get management though like that's not like it's not just some some anyone can go and do you would say like you could i mean technically you could hire someone right absolutely you could hire someone well, to do that and you could yeah pay i mean that out of your own pocket if you wanted to do but um like to get to that level where you have someone like approach you um like in your case it was just constant playing and constant work and constant improvement. And, and my dad constantly hounding sure. them. <laughs> yeah. So and then that, you kick him out of the band. Yeah. Just, just <laughs> Got to give you a little bit of shit. Yeah, but, of course. Feel like but that. yeah, so there, there's a level there of like management companies do go look for artists to, to work with. Yeah. Um, so there's two sides of that coin. Definitely. You know? Definitely. Yeah. Um, 
But anyways, yeah, uh, I'm I'm so grateful for it, and they have they have great great bands um, on their on their roster. Mm-hmm. Um, like you said, uh, Chancey Williams, Brandon mm-hmm. Jones, yeah, um, uh, just to name a few. Um, he's he's uh he's done a lot more with them the past few years. Yeah, he's he's like a he's a radio DJ. I know, from dude. Slice he's now. like freaking doing. He's perfect. He's doing it. It's like oh, his perfect great. calling. I'm so happy for him because like his personality fits it so well. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's yeah. just it's great. It's yeah. absolutely great. Big shout out to Brandon Jones. Yeah, he's, miss he's you, buddy. Dude. We got to get you back. Yeah, get you back on the Heath bar. You follow up. You have too many to follow up. I have way too many. Dude, this is, I think this would be my 53rd conversation. Hmm. I think if I, if I'm, co- if I'm remembering correctly. Did you say you're doing like three tomorrow? I'm doing three. Yeah. Oh I'm, and gosh. so I've had to start doing that because I want to keep them coming regularly. Yeah. You know, before I was just like, as I'd record them, I'd throw them out there. But if you want to build something, it's got to be consistent. Yeah. So I'm, I've started to like schedule like a Saturday where I will record three to four and that gets me through, you know, a couple months because cool. I do them bi- bi-weekly. And then the off weeks, I'm doing a couple different segments of like, one's called Whiskey Talk where I just talk about philosophy, theology, like that. crazy, you know, deep stuff and yes. that. And uh, um, books I've been reading because I love to read. So I'll talk about it, something there and that. And then- um, maybe talk about, uh, some of the, um, like the story behind some of the songs I wrote, yeah. you know, throw that in there, awesome. you know, Hey, here's the behind the scenes of the lyrics type of thing, you know? Yes. Yes. And, uh, but then every other week will be a, a be a, a, a chat on tap as I you cool. know, say, yeah. just for people to hear some of the stories of the, the people, the cool people that are in the Black Hills. Yeah. The whole like Midwestern region is the focus, like not just Black oh, Hills, yeah. but yeah. You- you have people from all over. On all that. over, you yeah. know, and it's the thing. It's easy to get people from the Black Hills because that's where I'm located, you yeah. know, but uh, um, yeah, the goal is to reach the whole, like be a Midwestern focus in that. So the, that was awesome. The regional area. So it's been fun, man. I, dude, I've had some great conversations, man. Dude, it's just big, so cool. Big props, man. It's so cool <laughs> what you're doing. Like in the Black Hills, there's nothing like it right now. And, and like we have, I feel like we're being represented by you. Well, that's the goal so cool. anyway, you know, is like getting to know the, the person off stage. Like, you know, that person you go and like when people go see you and Sturgis rally and you're up on loud American stage, 10 nights, you know, in a row, yeah, like, well, yeah. who is that guy? Well, you can hear a little bit about his story, you know, yes. here, at, here at the Heath bar, you know, that's so awesome. That. So I love that, that was the goal. And it's, it's a lot of fun. I, I enjoy doing it. And like I said, it's an excuse to hang out with people. So. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. <laughs> But, um, uh, yeah, so, um, yeah, again, props to Brandon Jones with Home Slice, uh, DJ Inform. So do they do, ra- they have a radio or what's he, what do you they mean? They own either four or five radio stations. They own the radio. Okay. Yeah. That's what I thought. Okay. Yeah. I, I didn't know that for sure, but I was assuming that. So yeah. Yeah. yeah they, uh, they do, they do everything. I mean, yeah. yeah, a lot of digital marketing for companies like, yeah. like Pioneer Bank and, and they have a lot of clients that, mm-hmm. you know, that, that, that it's not just music. It's not just bands. Right, like yeah. they, they do a lot of, a lot They're of pretty stuff. substantial, like, which is good, you know, keep your, keep your fingers in a bunch of different pots. Yes. You know, it's yeah. just, that's just smart. Yeah. Diversify. <laughs> yeah. I think, I think the official name is Homesize Media Group. So, that's right. So that's it's, right. It's, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I've got a few, everything. I think I have some stickers on, on some of my stuff. Oh, right on. I got this new guitar case. I'll have to throw it on that. Yeah. Hunt it down and put it on it when I get home. But this is, I got this from Dan McGinnis. And I'm turning it into, I got to get some foam. You might 
be able to know where I can get some cool foam to customize it. But yeah, some foam and maybe a little bit of cat hair. Yeah. But I digress. <laughs> um, Let's talk about Teton. Teton. Yeah. So um, they're based out of Idaho Falls mm-hmm. in Idaho. Very tiny town. Um, and my big shout out to my brother. I would have never have been introduced to them without him. But he heard about them from a like a local, or, or it was a music magazine, I think, a local music magazine. And he, and he saw that they had an ad. And, um, and then a guy that we went to high school with, um, was a Teton, Teton signed artist. Um, his name is Brady Parks and he's in this band called the National Parks. Okay. And, uh, they've been touring nationally. They're, uh, a pretty big group out of Provo, Utah. And so, uh, we noticed like he was getting a lot of traction and, and we were just really happy for him and, and that's kind of how we found out about Teton guitars as he was representing them. And um, so then my brother found out that they do a thing called friends of Teton, which you're not an endorsed artist, but you can have um, certain uh, discounts and on their, on some gear and, oh, sure. and, um, and stuff like that. And it's it, really cool company just to, just to get to know. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh so then we, we became friends at Teton. My brother reached out and, um, they, I got to learn that, you know, they, they don't reach out to people to endorse them. They wait for people to reach out to them. No kidding. Which, okay. which I never thought it would be the case. Yeah. But it's interesting, but they want, they, uh, you know, their business models, like they don't want just anybody like they, if you want to be part of them, then they want that, you know? Well, and I'd imagine it would be insanely difficult to be the person at their office hunting down artists. Like there's so many to go through. Yeah. Yeah. At least it weeds out a lot. If you're only looking through the ones that emailed you. you Yeah. Yeah. And, um, (laughs) their, uh, their artist, um, management, uh, Jen Hess, she does a great job. She, she's one of the, biggest people that go out and find, or at least like artist relations. Okay. Sure. And so she, she's, she has s- says yes or no, basically. And, oh, gotcha, and, gotcha. and she has like got this roster of musicians that is so different. Like she, I love it. And, uh, we had a Teton showcase in, uh, in Anaheim this in January and all the artists got to play like 30 minutes of their stuff. And, we never get to meet any other Teton artists because right. we're always playing. We're always playing. And, uh, and, and there's these girls from Nashville. They're like amazing and like huge Instagram followings. And like, they're, they're just killing it. And, um, there was like, uh, Thomas Gabriel, who is the great yeah. grandson of Johnny cash. Yeah. Uh, is in a Teton artist. And so he was there. And oh my gosh. He sounds just, I mean, very, very similar. He does his own thing, sure, which I'm proud sure. of. You know, he's not. You got to, you got to. But like you, wow, you can pay homage and still do your own thing. You Nobody I mean? sounds like yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. Um. So, so, anyways, they they have a great like variety of music. So, I would say if anyone's listening to this and they're interested, like, ask. You know, all they can yeah. say is no. But, um, and uh, so. Devin got a hold of them and and finally we had been friends of Teton for about a year and mm-hmm. and then they uh 
they asked us if we wanted to be um, Teton artists. And uh, we were like, yeah, of course. Yeah. yeah. So, um, and uh, we signed like a, a year deal and um, that year <laughs> went by and then they wanted to sign another two year deal. So right now we're in a two year. So what does that entail? Like when you sign a deal with an, with a, with a, company like that yeah um, uh so so artist pricing on on the guitars mm-hmm. um uh which is a fantastic um deal for, for yeah s- yeah absolutely uh, as if i don't have enough but <laughs> yeah i'm uh, looking around man <laughs> um and uh so uh, and then um i don't know if every artist gets it i think if if you want it um uh jen really helped us with um uh, branding and artists like your image and, and uh, social media presence. Oh, okay. okay. Um, that I, you could take a whole college class on this stuff. Like this the Instagram, Instagram game yeah. is insane. Like the algorithms and, and the hashtags and how many times you post and, and posting to stories and what content goes where. And oh dude, I go crazy. It's insane. Like the, the, so my day job, there's a guy I work with who does that for us. And like hearing him talk is like someone speaking Chinese like Mandarin <laughs> to my face. Yeah. I don't, I don't even know where to begin. Like I'll make a post. I'm like, Oh, so I just have to put like 30 hashtags on it. Like, yeah. No, that's not it. Like you can, <laughs> but it doesn't mean it's going to do what you want it to yeah, do. Yeah, know? exactly. I think I, I'm, I'm 36. So I'm yeah. just kind of like, I don't, one, I don't know if I, I'll ever get it. And two, I don't know if I want to spend the time on it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, it is. It but, is. It's yeah, crazy. Yeah. I mean, uh, that reminds me of like TikTok. Oh my God. My daughters love, okay. Love that. Yeah. And so yeah. I've, I've been messing around with it and, and seeing if, um, I could use it as a, a marketing, mm-hmm. you know, tool for music and a really cool thing. I don't know if you know this, but, um, CD baby, uh, distri- distributing company, mm-hmm. um, automatically okay. will put your music on TikTok if you go through them. So, I go through CD Baby. Okay. Does that mean all my stuff's on TikTok? Your stuff is on Are TikTok. Are you kidding me? No. But yeah, for sure, man. <laughs> I'm totally going to tell them this. Yes. So I, I, have them, I have them limited. Like they only get, they have like their five friends from school, you know. Okay, because there's just, some weird stuff. It gets, it gets pretty there's weird. Some and there's that whole crazy issue with, stuff on there. with China and then I don't know. I don't I don't really care. I think if 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 governments are paying attention to me, then they're really wasting their time. Yeah. You know, whatever. But, uh, yeah. but aside from that, like- uh, it's I, I'm like okay, so it's like a fi- what ten or fifteen second video, yeah, of you singing or doing. It's like a moving meme doing or something like that. Yeah, and something it, weird. Some reason, like we eat it up oh as my humans. Gosh, like, yeah, we love it. I'm gonna have to check that out. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Good There's, to know. Um. Uh, uh, well, and I'll send you the the actual podcast I listened to. It's it's like, um, got it's like directed two musicians to use TikTok as a tool. Interesting. Yeah. And, and they talk about like, well, if you're over 30, like, is there, is it worth your time? And, yeah. and it's like, well, maybe not. <laughs> maybe not. If, cause you know, you're old now and you don't matter. I, I can't remember <laughs> the exact numbers, but it was crazy. Like wow. how many, how, how, what a, a young audience that is and yeah. how much time daily people spend on it. Because like you said, it's only seven to 10 seconds. Yeah, Like the daily average is like, like 45 to an hour. It's insane. 
No, so think uh, of how many videos yeah. you're watching that much time. It's an, with. Oh it's my god! Absolutely insane. Like they're coming to me and they're like, "Hey, you gotta see this one. You gotta see this one." And and they don't even have like they have my old iPhones that they get to play with every now and then. Like, they don't have actual smart. They have flip phones for their actual phones. Good for you. Which they're really pissed at. But uh, whatever. I, bet. I don't I bet. care. Yeah. But every now and then, you know, if they're being good and you know doing things, I'll say, "Hey, you know, you can play around a little bit. You know, here's a time limit in that." And it's just it's unreal. Like the amount of videos that they will will watch, and there's like they have like people they follow, they have their whole like oh I re- this person is a TikTok like influencer or a TikTok yeah. uh, celebrity or I don't know what it is, I don't know what the wording is, but, it's all right. but they love them, you know, they love them. And how do we stay relevant in today's know. world with so much content being blasted in our faces all the time? That's that's a tough question, man. Like I've. I don't know. I don't, I mean, I don't have the answer. Like even this, even this podcast, you know, it's like, how do you, podcasts are all over the place, you know, especially now that we're all kind of, kind of in quarantine. Like I'm sure a lot of people started new ones, you know, I got nothing else to do. Oh man. Yeah. You know, we're going to see an influx. It's just going to rise. But even like, I don't know. I don't know how you do it. I think like my whole take is just keep doing what you want to do and maybe something will stick, you know? You know what though? I think that's working for you. I mean, I'll say from my perspective, everything you always do is always genuine. Well, my everything I do is focused on other people and I really try to do it that way. But that, that, makes that makes people think that you care well i do care and, you, well, and then you do care but you know that got you all fooled no but but I, that, like i always thought like if you know you had a um uh one thing i learned about it, it, with branding and and um mm-hmm. instagram is like you make your own hashtag yeah and um mine uh, one that i really like to do is uh it's i didn't make it up but uh born to perform hashtag born to perform okay. so i was like i'm i know that i love being on stage and i love you. making people yeah. happy so that's my hashtag but i was like man if if anything your word would be like genuine acoustic like hashtag genuine acoustic that's what I do. Hashtag, yeah so that works maybe out I've for seen me that, but, so that's what i use okay okay i thought so yeah okay. so genuine acoustic acoustic was my uh, was my hashtag is my is my hashtag for my for my gigs and my shows that I use awesome yes you know just I just keep it acoustic and keep it real when I'm doing my solo thing and then for the podcast it's uh, it's hashtag chats on tap because it's a Heath bar yes so I'm trying to you know like you have to you know how many taps do you have and they're always on tap and yes. chats are there and stuff so I thought that would be clever and no one has Love used it. that yet so I'm the only one ah, to have chats on tap that's hard so yeah so, so I found one moments. that was new and cool. it's, it's pretty uh, I think it's clever awesome I think it's clever awesome but, man but it's it's a it's a it's a monster though dude it's a monster it is so but Teton she taught you a lot about all that stuff. Yes. Okay. I mean, then they sent her to like classes to learn about okay. stuff. And so, um, my brother and I were really lucky to, to learn some, some branding, like, like you have a branding tree and, and you have like your mission statement and it really puts it into perspective because, uh, if any advice I have for like upcoming musicians, it's like, ha- have a vision at least because mm-hmm. yeah, like, the if if maybe your vision is only just just to play mm-hmm. and, and that's that's totally fine but i feel like have like at least like a six month goal or something like like to have like 
what you want to sound like and, and, and maybe even like what you want to look like, it, it, it really matters in this, in this business that we're in. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, so it's important. Well, it's, it's the business side of it. Yes, you know? exactly. I mean, exactly. and that's one thing, like a lot of people rip on it. Cause like, Oh, if you do the business side, you know, you're, you're not being true to the art, you know, and that's how, you know, you get the, I don't know, like a lot of my friends and I do it too. Like, you know, we rip on top 40 music, you know, Absolutely. because it's like just fed and crammed into people's yep. ears, you know? And, uh, but on the, on the, on the other side of that, like if you want to do something like this as a career or anything bigger than just playing in your living room or on your front porch or whatever, like you're going to have to set out visions and plans and goals just like a business would. Yes. You know, and that's, that's just how you do anything. Yeah. You know, yeah, exactly. You're going to have to have that, whether it's, whether you want to do, make it something where you do for life and it's your full-time job or whether it's, you know, Hey, I, I want to finish this book. Okay. Well then you're going to have to plan time to finish this book. You yes. know, so you're going to have to put steps in place for that. And um, it's easy to rip on it, especially if you're not doing it because yeah. you see someone's success and you're like, oh, well, they, you know, it's like, mm, no, they probably put in a lot of hard work behind the scenes. <laughs> Absolutely. You know, to get to where they are. Yeah. You know, yeah. you don't just show up and say, here I am. Let's do this. Mm-hmm. It's not how anything, nothing I've ever seen has worked that way. Not, not a single thing. No. And, and maybe there's some outliers out there because people are just, some people are freaking awesome. Yeah. But uh, it's definitely not the norm. And especially in coming from the Midwest, like we we're kind of a, workhorse culture yes. you know we just we put our nose to the grindstone and go yeah you know but yeah yeah that there's my soapbox for the I, day. <laughs> I, I love it man no it's awesome yeah so when you um so back to teton try to yeah. start trying to stay on it's all right it's all right um so you get artist pricing um they they help you with some marketing and branding and everything like that um do you, are, do you exclusively have to play their stuff no, oh, I, I've oh. never, I've never, um, it's not in our contract. It's not, um, it's never been said. Okay. I, I just, um, want, I mean, it's my first endorsement I've ever, ever gotten and I want to represent the company. So it's not really forced on you. Like it's, no. a, it's a choice. Like, Hey, like, like they know that like I have, three guitars that I built myself that I'm going to want to play, you know, it's like, I'm not, and, and, uh, I, I will give them credit, you know, all the time when I can. And, um, I, I love, I play their, my, I have two Teton acoustics now and Mm -hmm. I, I play them at every show and, um, I, I love their, their products and, um, they, they, yeah, they just, they, they help me out and they're, they're so cool. Like they're so easy to work with and like, um, uh, for example, uh, I don't know if you saw lately on, on Instagram, but I, <laughs> my acoustic cracked uh, oh, on the road. No. Yeah. I'll show it to you after, after the oh, podcast. No. Um, so it was a bad one too. Uh, really bad. Where at? Uh, right on the, on the top of the body. Oh, right on no. the top of the body. <laughs> so it was, it was a good, good crack. Um, yeah. And I pulled it out before a gig. And so I, we gaff taped it and <laughs> it's still gaff taped um, and it has pickups. So, so my sound guy, Mike, he, he made it sound fine and yeah. we got through the weekend. Mm-hmm. We were playing in Wyoming. So 
they they the expectations weren't too high and they were fine. Like they were like, it's an acoustic guitar. It sounds fine. That's how, you know? that's how they all sound. Yeah. If you play them, you know, it's a six string. Right, you know? right. Um, so, uh, I, we posted a picture of it and literally like 20 minutes later, Jen is on the phone with me from Teton and she's like, we are looking in our factory for a guitar for you. Like we, no we want to send you a guitar right away because we want you to play a Teton. And it was such a cool experience. Like they helped me out so much. Wow. And like within a week I had a brand new Teton acoustic guitar. Unbelievable. And uh, yeah, you'll have to check it out before you yeah, leave today. Yeah, that's man. really cool. I really love that's, it. That's actually really cool. Right? And so so their customer service is incredible. So that's what sold me on uh, on Fishman. So the, the yeah. sold, I used the uh, the SA330 for my solo tower for my solo show. Awesome. And that's what sold me on them was their, one, they make fantastic products, but their uh, their customer service is is unmatched, mm-hmm. man. Like I call them the first, I got the, I had the 220 before they came out with the one with the subwoofer. Mm-hmm. And um, I had a channel that was just messing up like crazy. And oh. I, I sent him an email and said, hey, I don't know what's going on. Like it just keeps cutting out and just being really weird. And they uh, they sent me the replacement part, walked me through installation. Wow. And uh, just, yeah, here you go. Just gave it, you know, gave it to me. And it was like within, I think within a week, I had a fully functioning system again and Man. I could go play gigs and have to borrow someone else's and I was like that's yeah I'm like okay I'm sold I'll always I'll always buy Fishman like you don't <laughs> realize how big of a deal this is no, for me like that, I mean yeah it's a, for a lot of especially with to. when you so I, I would assume the artists that buy the solo towers and stuff like that are doing it because they're playing gigs and they need that to go perform exactly so if you don't have that I mean you're done and those are perfect oh they're so, so great good. I'm I'm Gonna invest in one. I I uh, really I've been using the uh, EV. What they're they're all kind of the yeah, same. Yeah, yeah. The bows and EV. And Have Fishman. you seen the LR bags? Yes. The Synapse. I think that's my next one. As much as I love Fishman, that one's really like, cool. I love LR bags as well, mm-hmm. and that one sounds so warm, especially yeah. with an acoustic dude. Like, do you have to use a a mixer? Nope. There's two channels in the back. So, so you get at least two uh, vocal, and, vocal acoustic? and acoustic for what I do. It's perfect. That's cool. You know, um, and, but you can, uh, you can plug a mixer in and have as many channels as you want. Yeah. Uh, just yeah. like you can with the, with the fishman stick. Yeah. The fish, yeah. I call it the fish stick, but I love um, it. Yeah. But you can do that with any of them, but like the, uh, the LR bags, it's, it's, it's like carrying a suitcase into it into yeah. a show. And I've, I've played with one at uh Wayne, someone buddy Wayne Bay does, does a garage party. In Whitewood every September or so called cool. Liz Fest after his wife. And um, he's got one and he sets it up and we play. And the, he has a big garage, like probably as big as this whole whole place we're in right now. Right. And it, you could be standing right next to it. You could be standing way in the back. It sounds the same. Sounds great. It's unbelievable. Oh, I don't know how they do it. That's awesome. It's just incredible engineering, man. Yeah. But yeah. Anyway, there's, there's, they're all great products. Like you, you can't go wrong with either one, mm-hmm. but that's what steered me to them versus the Bose was, yeah. and I don't, I don't, I've never had bad experiences with Bose's mm-hmm. customer service, but I just yeah. like, Hey, if you guys are this good to me, I'm going to stick with you. you yeah. know, so maybe, maybe there's a coincidence that Fishman pickups are in Teton guitars. And, oh, are they? Yeah. See, I, so Fishman is what I use good companies. as well. Absolutely. And see, yeah. I, so I play a Gibson, but I won it. So I didn't go out and buy it. So <laughs> okay. I feel like 
if if anyone from Teton's listening, you can oh, excuse. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know I mean? But I mean, but yeah. So I I I put the um. It came with a Fishman, but then I uh I upgraded it to the um. Oh, I forget the name of it, but it's the, the, one of their latest. Is it is it one of the ones that you put in the sound hole? So yeah, it's got. Uh, I can't believe I'm forgetting. I'm just blanking on the name of it, but uh, it's it's got the has the under under underboard to pick it up there, but also has a mic down underneath it as well, so you can mm. blend it together in that. It's it's I, brilliant. I just heard a uh, one of your other podcasts, and you were saying you were talking about your guitar, yeah. and you were saying I'm gonna look it up. Oh yeah. oh, you were saying that you change the battery every time you change strings because you have uh-huh. to get up in there. To change the battery. Right. Um, Is that the same? So, yeah. So, that's interesting because the one I had before, (laughs) um, let me see, what's the name of this thing? Um, The one I had before did not have the option to check the battery level. Ooh. You just, you would be playing and all of a sudden it would cut out. You're like so oh. every time I change strings, oh yeah, then I would I would just change the battery yes. just to be just to be safe. Yeah, totally. This new one, um, let me find the name of it here. Come on, I know you're there. Um, but the new one I have there it is. Um, nope. But the new one has it has a level where you can check the you can check the battery on it, and. Uh, that's so cool. Yeah, it I, helps I, out a lot. I've never had that. I mean, I know the the battery light when the the little right red light of death. You see that, and you're like, oh no! <laughs> like when you're getting on stage, ready. And, and I could totally relate when you were telling that story. I think it was with the, the Brandon Jones podcast, maybe. And uh, yeah, I so um, dude, Amazon buy nine volts in bulk, and. It's it changed my it changed the do? game for me yeah or, or and the the batteries that go to snarks because I have like six or eight snarks just rolling around in gig bags everywhere and uh, they're always running out of batteries because I always forget to turn them off you know <laughs> and so I just bought bought them in bulk and uh, so batteries in bulk yes the see it's maybe it's not Fishman. I feel like I'm going to, I feel like I'm going to eat some crow here. Oh man. Hang on a second. I can't find it. I know like a DiMarzio. No, it's definitely Fishman. Okay. It's definitely, um, um, by the way, I thought it was so cool that you play a Gibson guitar too. So, yeah. So I wrote a song. I sent it down to American songwriter magazine in Mm. 2015 Whoa. Into their lyric contest. So this is, you know, it's a nationally published That's incredible. thing down in Nashville. And the song's called She Only Loves Me When She Lies. And uh, <laughs> it's a total like old school, classic country, sad song, you know? Like when I wrote it, I was listening to a lot of Willie Nelson and stuff like that, you know? Cool. And uh, I can't find it. But- uh, Man. Um, the uh, so I, I sent it down, and I'd sent in several lyrics to them, and uh, um, so I just figured, you know, whatever, I'll send it in again, and just just go from it from there. But uh, I sent it down, and then I get this message from the CEO of the of the, of the magazine, and he says, "Hey, this is this email. He says, hey Heath, uh, give me a call when you get a second." And then I see his tag and, you know, his signature in his email. And I'm like, what? And I started thinking, 
oh my God, did I like use someone else's lyrics and didn't realize it? Like, am I going to get in trouble yeah. here? You know? Like, what's going on? Oh. But I call him. I'm like, hello. He's like, is this Heath? And I go, yeah, it's this Heath. He goes, hey, I'm um, so-and-so. And uh, uh, I just thought I'd let you know that uh, you won our lyric contest. <laughs> I was like, what? He's like, yeah, your song, Shoni Loves Me When She Lies. Uh, you won this. It's a bi bi-monthly contest that they do. I was like, are you kidding? He's like, no. I'm like, wow. I'm like, okay. <laughs> like, that's really cool. That's so cool. And he goes, yeah. So we don't really have people win from South Dakota. <laughs> and like, <laughs> I laugh because let me rephrase that. Like, we don't have people enter from South Dakota oh, at man. all. He's like, so yeah, this is really easy. So then he sent me an email with some questions and I answered them. And then I had like a full page spread oh. of an interview. And then you turn the page and there was my song with the lyrics and, you know, the Dude. runners up and everything like that. And they sent me a Gibson J15 brand new. And I love it. It's incredible. Oh, I love it so much. Send me that and um, an SM58, which I'd already had, but I, you know, you can always use an extra one. And uh, yeah, so that's wow. the story of how I got my guitar. I never knew that. Congratulations. Yeah, that was really cool. It was, it was one of the highlights of my career. That and opening for Cultural Law were two of my big, big highlights. Man. Yes. But was that um, in Sturgis? That was. That yeah. was at Sturgis at the, uh, the um, oh, what's the name of that place? Iron Horse? The Iron Horse. Yeah. Yeah. We, right. we got to play there last summer. Uh, we opened for Uncle Cracker. That's right. <laughs> and it was in July and it was freezing. So hot. Oh, wait, no. When when in July last year? Uh, man, I don't remember. But we it was July. We did have a cold snap in July. And That's it was right. cold and everyone was like, had That's been planning right. on coming. They were in shorts and everyone like brought blankets <laughs> and it just, yeah, it was, it was a brutal, brutal show, mm. but- Super fun. Yeah. Super fun. Yeah. You get to meet him. You get to hang out with him a bit. I got to meet him. Say hi. But yeah, yeah, he was he was on his way out. Sure, sure. But he put on a great show. Yeah. Yeah. I had this uh I had this this moment where I get to meet Coulter. I got to talk to him a bit. Oh, and yes. I kinda like I mean he's at least I don't know, fourteen years younger than me. Oh. But I was like pretty starstruck. Yeah. Like just like, whoa. Like this is this is cold, and he's he's fairly new into his career yeah. as far as being like a, the name that he is right now. Yes, you know? yeah. But I was just like, I, I I adore his music, I adore his sound, I adore everything, and yeah. I just was like, this is easily one of the like will be one of the legends that are talked about for years to come. Yeah, and and here I am just opening for him. Like, unbelievable. Speaking of genuine acoustic, like oh. like that, he he. That that's that's a good representation of it. I think. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, with with what he does and right. Um, yeah, it's just the guitar playing and his voice. It just takes you to a place, man. It just, it's really it's, cool. No one, no one else is doing it quite like that, man. right? And right. He's, he's got it dialed, and he's got the corner, man. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Good for him. Yeah, good. Yeah, it is. He's it, from yeah. Wyoming, right? No, he's from Canada. Oh, okay. yeah. So he's from Canada. Um, and, um, he, uh, but he, I mean, obviously he's in the States a lot doing tours and stuff like that, but, uh, okay. um, yeah, he's, he's a really cool dude and puts out some great music and, um, yeah, I'm just hoping he keeps doing it for years and years and years, That's man, awesome. you know, yeah. 
I mean, and that's the thing. I got to love playing music and I love, I got to love the, the, the little niche of it that I've carved out for myself. Like I'm pretty much localized in the Black Hills just because of everything else I have going on in my yeah. life. You know, um, and I think that's one of the keys, at least that I've started to figure out for me is if, I, if you can only have so much success, you can only have as much success as you are able to grab. Like I'm not able, I'm not at the point in my life where I can just up and tour all over the place and go play music, you know? Yeah. So it's like, okay, so if that's what I was shooting for, then I would clearly be failing, you know? <laughs> but like I get consistent gigs all the time and I'm, I'm always, I'm always playing in, in the Black Hills aside from now because of, you know, the uh, COVID-19 and you yes. know, everything's getting canceled. But um, I'm always... I for what I have, I, I think I feel like I'm successful at it. You know, yeah. I, I I can get a gig if I need to, and I keep them keep them coming pretty consistently every every month or so, every you know couple of weeks, and yeah, uh, and it's good. You know, I, awesome. I enjoy it. You know, well, and that's why I think it's so important for for us uh, us singer songwriters to to have that vision. It's like what we have this like ability to write songs and we have this way of telling stories, but what do you want to do with it? Yeah. You know, it's, is it like, do you want to take it to a place where you are, are in front of a lot of people or, you know, on that, on that level, or do you want to be like intimate and, and genuine and, and being like play in front of people, you know, and stuff like that. Right. And, um, it's, well, and then not compare yourself, you know, because you can oh, you can always compare yourself. I There's always someone doing it yeah. better. There's always someone at the level above you, you know. And you just gotta like recognize what you got. Yeah, and be don't okay get with caught it. up in that. So my mind just it all came back to me. Okay. It's not a fishman pickup. <laughs> I'm totally okay. eating crow. Um, it's LR bags, which, oh, like I said, okay. is, is the anthem. Uh, and it's it's uh, in. So I was choosing between that and the K and K. Okay, were two different pickups. I was I was trying to decide through, and uh, I'm glad I chose the anthem. The K and K is phenomenal as well, but uh, um, the LR Bags anthem is just it. Like as good as my guitar sounded, like it just is like holy shit, man! It's, it's a whole other. It's like a whole other guitar. Right on. Yeah, so it's uh, really cool. But ah, okay. Good anyway. to know. Um, I'm glad that came back to you. Yeah, I'm really cleared up. I knew it was gonna, man. You were gonna have to fix that in post. Well, we're sitting here talking, and then like, in the back of my head, I'm still like running those circles. It's like, really hey, it's, gonna, it's gonna come back to me. It's gonna come back to me. But... Oh, that's great. <laughs> yeah. Man. So, so, um, so you enjoy it? Like the Teton guitars, they sound great. By the way, Thank like you. every every yeah. video I've seen, and because I think you play them, and then um, uh, Kim Bachman. Yeah, also plays him out, yeah. of, out of Bell. And, Small world, yeah. yeah. And she's she's been on the show, and she's she wasn't uh, a Teton artist at the time. Okay, but she is now, and I noticed that she was now, and so she plays him as well. Yeah, and they're great. They're great guitars, man. Yeah. How yeah. long is how long do you know much about the company? Like how long have they been around? Or uh, not that long. Okay, they're, they're fairly new. Yes. Okay. Um, they're part of Chesbro Music, which okay. has been around for a long yeah. time. Yeah. yeah. Um. And, uh, that's, um, it's really cool that, that they're part of that because, um, like if I need strings or picks, like they have that too, you mm -hmm. know? And so that's, that's really neat. That's um, cool. Uh, 
but yeah, Teton is great, great company. That's um, cool, man. It's been really fun. Uh, but yeah, uh, try. I think we were getting into it a little bit, but I wanted to talk just a little bit about you know the quarantine and what's going on. <laughs> yeah, um, man. So yeah, while we're recording this, it's currently in. We are in. I mean, it's definitely. Uh, there's you know, nothing social officially. Distancing is going the, on. Yeah, there's no official. Not in South Dakota. Not anyway. yet. Nothing not, official. Exactly. Exactly. But I feel like it's coming. Me too. Me too. I mean, I'm just gonna go out and say it on a limb and say it. I think yeah. it's coming. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, all of our gigs right now have either been canceled or canceled. rescheduled. Yeah. Um, we were supposed to be uh, in Hartford tonight. Uh, and that didn't happen. Then we were supposed to be in, uh, where were we going tomorrow? Oh, Watertown. We we're supposed mm -hmm. to play in Watertown tomorrow. And that got canceled or rescheduled for May. Mm -hmm. And, uh, yeah, gigs. I mean, right now we are, as a band, we're planning on hopefully being back on the road after Easter. Mm -hmm. But right now we, it's, it's day by day. You yeah. don't know. Yeah. And, um, it's a, it's a scary thing. Like, like, like I was saying, it's like, I, I've been doing this full time for five years now. And so this, this is my bread and butter. This yeah, is where I make my yeah. money. And it being taken away from you is like, oh my gosh, like this is such a new problem right, right. to have. Like, yeah. what do you do in your job? And, uh, and I was like, well, I could go bartend or something. And then I was like, oh, well, <laughs> the bars are closing too. So I'm not going to go bartend. Yeah. But, um, it's a, it's a weird time. We, uh, we just, we had band practices last week and we're still getting together. Uh, we think it's really important that we just keep, putting together new stuff mm -hmm. and, and being productive and, and having that like light at the end of the tunnel for us, mm -hmm. you know, because it, it is easy to get down on yourself. It's like, man, like all these, I don't get to, where, where, where am I getting that fulfillment of like right. being able to play for people? And, and I, I'm really, really proud of like all of our friends online there, this, the social media presence of music is Exploded, man. <laughs> it is like, crazy. Yeah, yeah. Like, which is great because I feel like music is so important at these times right now. Yeah. Like, and um, it's cool that artists are really putting their stuff, their stuff out there. Mm -hmm. um, well, and you, you've seen the support with it too. Yeah. Like uh, a buddy of mine did a live show last night and I was watching it and there was like 200 something people watching it. Dan? Yeah. Yeah. He like, killed it. Good night. Like that's more people watching him play than I've ever seen at one of his solo shows yeah, here. You know, I, I mean, know. He, he plays with, you know, Credence Revisited, yeah, but, uh, big following. you know, but, um, when he's doing his solo stuff, like there's you no know, 40, 50 people, but I hear he's online just from his apartment in Chicago right. and, and he's got 200 people watching him from all over the world. So like, cool. Technology is amazing. Yeah. You know, it's, it's definitely helping people weather it and survive it, but. Right. And I know you mentioned it in a previous podcast, but the trap kit camp comfort show yes, was really yes. good. That was a great one too. And I, and I think we're talking about doing something Judd Hoos at the Trouble Club. 
He's been talking to a few people so, about that. Yeah, a lot, yeah, a lot he, of different bands. Yeah, he chatted with me. Um, we're trying to figure something out, but oh, I, good, I good. Mean, he should, he should. Why not? You know, it's a great put it out there uh, platform. And, yeah, yeah. Plus, he's so, got a great backdrop. Man. Yeah, <laughs> he's got a great backdrop. I I hate to give it away, but it it, it doesn't look like it's his house. Like, I know. You're in a different place. I it's know. so cool. So good. Yeah. yeah, such a great guy. Yeah, such a great guy. Big shout out to Trap Kit. It was your first podcast on the Heath bar. He was, he really started cool. it all. He was my Guinea pig. He told me when I, when I asked him to do it, he goes, he goes, yeah, I'll do it. He goes, I'd, you know, I'd rather be like your 50th after you've gotten a few under your belt and you know what you're doing a bit. He goes, but, but I know it means a lot to you. So I'll do it, man. That I'm sounds like, like Andrew. Thanks dude. I appreciate it. Uh, so, but I'll get him back on. Yes. We'll, we'll talk some more about what's going on with him and that. Definitely, man. He's a, he's definitely, definitely an iconic uh, musician. I would say in the black Hills. Yeah. Like he, you don't go through the Black Hills without finding out who he is in some way, shape, or form. Exactly. So, absolutely. Well, yeah. Um, yeah. Well, let's let's talk real quick about the 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 show we did together in the rainstorm. Yes. Oh, I'm so glad you brought it back because that was. So that's the poster you got up here. That's right. Yeah. It was you guys, Camp Comfort, and and the Ruthless West. Yeah. And me and me and Eric, uh, and, and we we still keep talking about bringing that back and doing a few shows. I can't wait. That. We just got to He went with Brandon Jones and of course yeah. that keeps him pretty busy. Yes. We'll figure it out. But, um, so driving to that show, man, I thought I was going to die. Like, I'm not even kidding. We had the most rain fall I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. That was scary storm. My, my driver's side wiper blade on my truck flew off. Oh, so I'm on the interstate. <laughs> I'm on the interstate and I'm, driving, leaning to the passenger side so I could see because that wiper was still on. Oh my gosh, and man. I'd go about, I don't know, two miles and I'd have to stop and wait for the storm to get in front of me and then let it get in because I was behind it. Yeah. Because you guys were all on the other side of it. Yeah, it, it was coming through. Yeah. Yeah. I was following it. And so I'd get far enough and then I'd have to wait. I'd get far enough, have to wait. And I'd be on the interstate and I just knew that a semi wasn't going to see me and just plow oh. right through me. And I showed up late, which I've, I hate doing. I don't think I've ever really, I've only done that a few times for a gig. Very punctual. And I was so, so frustrated, but I had to pull off the interstate there at, uh, um, oh, where, what's the name of the road? Um, Blackhawk. Yeah. I had to pull off there and the highway was just as bad, but at least I wasn't on the interstate. Yeah. You know, and, uh, Oh man, dude! <laughs> I I remember, and we were loading in, and it's a venue called the basement. Right, it is a basement, literally in a basement. And so uh, the storm is coming through rapid, and we we had been there earlier and set up and sound checked, but the um the venue called me and was like, hey, like we might get flooded. And <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> so I get down there and we are literally putting sandbags in front of the basement door. Oh my gosh. Because water was coming down the stairs and pooling up in front of this door that the, the load in door. Oh my gosh. And I didn't realize that. Yeah. So we, we had sandbags like piled up. So the, the water, the water was like, you know, very it was getting deep yeah and, yeah and uh i was like god 
damn it. Like, like we, it, we've been planning this show for a while, man. Yeah. yeah. Well, and it's a lot of work to, to put on, it is. put a show like that, especially with other acts and you're yep. um, just balancing everything. When you're the one who's organizing it, it's like, wow. Yeah. Uh, um, and so anyways, like, yeah, that rainstorm was ridiculous. Of, of nice. course, of course, you know, we're trying to do something like this and, and the night. brainstorms, but uh, we were so glad to have you. And I look back on it and I'm just like, it's cool to see where we've all gone since then. Yeah. Um, and that it's so special to me that all three of those groups were on the same bill. Yeah, like, cool. I don't know if that will ever happen again. Yeah. I would like, I would love for it to happen again, but like the Tyler Bills trio camp comfort and Ruthless West, like that was a three, good, that was a three good. different yeah. types of music very different types of music yeah <laughs> i remember i had to like beg you i knew i knew you were kind of hesitant about it because you were like are you sure like, are you sure you want us like <laughs> yeah but mike devin and i were just like yes like we want you guys and it was important to us like that we were representing at that time there's so many amazing uh musicians and artists in the black hills but at that moment we were like this is we want to represent what's going on in the music scene right now. And yeah. this is, and just us three was like giving a window to somebody at like, this sure. is what's going on right now. And um, it was so cool. It, it wasn't a great, it wasn't a great turnout and we, because of the rain and, and yeah. everything. And um, there's still quite a lot of people there though. It, it turned out great. Like it, it wasn't bad. We had, you know? we had Scott Gooch from perfect wave doing sound that night. Yep. And uh yeah, it was great. I, I'm so happy we got to yeah, do that. It was it was fun. It was yeah. a lot of fun. I remember pulling in finally and bringing in my stuff and going, okay, what's going on? And Eric was like, well, we haven't really started yet because of the storm. So I was like, oh, yeah. good. Okay. And set up. And I was a little stressed with the first few songs because I was just rushing, you know, yes. to get up there. But after that, I was like, okay, we're we're in it now. I can... I can roll out a little bit and just yeah. start playing some tunes. For sure. It was yeah. fun. It was a lot of fun. Awesome. Um, Tyler, where can people hunt you down online? You Ooh. you personally and then also your band. Okay. Uh, at T-Bells Music on Instagram. Okay. Uh, I have a really sweet acoustic EP on Spotify, uh, Singing Buffalo Sessions. Oh, yeah. That, that I was wondering. You helped me with that. That's right. Dude, that's on TikTok. Because we went through CD Baby. Oh my gosh, that's so <laughs> we'll cool. Have to find it. Okay. <laughs> I'm so proud of that. It was good, man. Like, Dude, I loved, we did five or six of those for, for people. That was a huge project to take on. Yeah, that was a lot. And Eric Domkowski, props to him for doing yeah. the sound. And, yeah, killed it. And um, I love the way he made my guitar and my voice sound. I was like, I don't yeah. know what you did, but oh, he's, I, he's I, master, love, dude. I love that so much. So um, they, I encourage people to go check that out. It's just me and my acoustic guitar, which um, you don't get to hear very often because yeah. normally I'm with a band. Um, SoundCloud, the Tyler Bills Trio. Uh, we have a lot of live recordings on there, okay. um, which is really cool. And then obviously uh, Judd Hoos is on Spotify. Uh, we have our five song EP that we released at the beginning of last year, which we didn't get to talk about, but... Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll next time. be on again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, um, we recorded it in the Black Hills at, at this cabin in Green Mountain. Sweet. South of Nemo. That's uh, cool. Yeah, we rented it out for a week and flew out these guys from Nashville 
and uh and just played music man every day i just, so i didn't cool. want it to end because every day i got up and just went to the studio and was like this is <laughs> so much fun that's awesome especially when you are working with people that um make you want to be the yeah. best your best self yeah and that, that's what those guys did but that's awesome um check out that ep with a we were young ep on spotify and uh yeah uh SoundCloud, Spotify, Instagram, Facebook, you know, social media. Um, I'm on YouTube. I have a few uh, videos on there. When is it? Judhoos.com? Yeah. Okay. You're right. And I'll put links to all that stuff up on the on the show notes and stuff. But uh, Thank you. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Uh, I wanted to cl- close just, I, I remember meeting you uh, uh, at Flanagan's. Okay. Was I working? You were you were doing the open mic. Okay, gotcha. That and gotcha. I heard I heard about you um from from my uh Haley. She was like he has a open mic at, at Flanagan's and um we had just started dating and so then I yeah uh, we, we came down and uh I was so nervous. <laughs> right. Yeah. And now it now it seems funny. Right. It always at does. That's always how it works. But yeah. I was so nervous and I brought my guitar in and, and it's not very big. So when you walk into Flanagan's Everyone, everyone looks at turns you. and looks, man. Yep. Yeah, it's, um, it's an Irish pub. It, yeah, yeah, but um, that was like my first interaction with the Heath Johnson, and um, it it was so cool, like to get to meet you that way and see you playing, and and then I remember going to a show not too long after that. We saw you at False Bottom, and you were. I'm pretty sure you did this song. Call me crazy, and I even looked it up today, but. Uh, did you cover this like pop punk song called Animal? Um, so God, I'm trying to think because I did a lot of songs back then that I don't do. It's funny how like my music evolved throughout it, the years. It, like it definitely well, fell that, into this was like niche. five years ago yeah. too. So I was playing a lot of different stuff back then. Um, it, I think it's by a band called The Cab. God, you know, I might. And it took have. me, like, it freaked me out that you were doing this song and it you were killing it. I might. God, I'm going to have to go back and look. I might have. I, I hope so. You'll have to let me know because yeah. I don't want to be crazy, but I swear that you did that. <laughs> That's funny, dude. I mean, and also I love you. I love your originals, but um, you kill. That's ta- funny. Tallest man on earth. Oh yeah, I used to. Pl- I don't play him that much anymore. Oh, you, I should. Yeah. I love him. Yeah, you do a really good. God, job. I should play him. Bring him back. Yeah. Um. I so I did bring back his uh, um, uh, the song. I think it might have been called. Uh, oh no, the uh, the garden. Yes, I, gardener. I, I, the gardener. Yeah. I brought that song back for a few shows last oh, year. Cool. And I just remembered. I was like, I'm up there on stage. And I was like playing a bunch of stuff and it really wasn't hitting the crowd. And I was like, ah. and then I, all of a sudden it popped in my head. Oh, the gardener. I was like, do I even remember how to play this? And I just went, let's find out. And I did. And I sure enough, knew all the lyrics, awesome. knew all the chords. I'm like, okay, I guess I know this. So I started playing it again, like pretty consistently. Good, but good. Yeah, that's a gr- he's a great artist. That's a great tune. Well, next and time I see you, I hope I get to. I will definitely. Anytime I see you at a gig, I will, I will <laughs> bust that song out of my out of my pocket. Awesome, so, awesome. Uh, Tyler, this has been a lot of fun. Yes, thank you. Thanks so much for being on the Heath Bar. Appreciate. And uh, we'll definitely get you on again. Thank you, man. Thank you. And that's it for the Heath Bar, folks. 
Hope you enjoyed Tyler. Like I said, I love him. He's a great guy. Phenomenal conversation with him. Phenomenal artist. Check out his stuff. You can find all the links to everything that he's doing in the show notes here. I'll have them up on my website as well, uh, theheathbarpodcast.com. And uh, if you want to get in touch with me, let's talk. I'd love to hear from you. Let's see what's going on with you. Let's talk about the podcast. Let's talk about things that's going on or people you think might be worth getting on the show. Shoot me an email, heath at theheathbarpodcast.com. As I always say, folks, you don't have to go home, but you can't stay here. Until next time.